0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're gonna not believe this. You're right. You are 100% correct. I mean, you've been waiting to hear that. Congrats, man. You finally did it. But before our, we were so rudely interrupted, I was getting ready to announce that next week, live on Monday Night Raw, Johnny Wrestling after nine months returns to in ring action. Man, don't look so good. You okay? Sharks, little sharks got Gotta be careful out there, man. Oh man, I've dreamed about this. Oh wow, I wanna watch these two punch each other in the face. What? Well, this is a nightmare to me. Looks like Woods and Kingston are going to go at it. Oh, 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 If he gets a pin, it's over. I'll oh, oh. a more tactical move by the New Day than led to a brawl in the ring. Genius move. The reason why the New Day are 11-time tag team champions. The chaos has broken out. The New Day are loving it. How about some flight plans? Woods, Kingston. Clearing out. The is the new day. Boom! Oh, All right through the oh, canvas. Oh, oh. See, we can work oh. together, Saxton. KO bringing the world together, one fight at a time. Basically, stunner! That's gotta be it. Knock out Whoa. Kevin Owens. Whoa. Edge, mate, you need to calm down. Because at Clash of the Castle, you both got exactly what was coming to you. Edge, you thought that you could just replace Dominic, like he didn't even matter. And then Ray, you thought that you could protect him just because he's your little baby boy. Well, guess what? The fact is, he's not your little baby boy anymore. Because I saw the potential in him, and I made him into a man. Don't do this. No, hagas esto por favor. Dom, I'm talking to you. Don't do this. And look at me in my eyes. Right, you can't her, see her. me face to face. Eddie oh, Eddie oh, God, that's Eddie how it is. Yes, it is us, the three women who are victorious at Clash at the Castle when we beat Oscar, Alexa Bliss. And Bianca Belair and send them home packing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And if we can do that to your best, imagine what we can do to the rest of the women's roster. We are taking control. And the next week, we are taking the WWE Women's Tag Kim Titles. News flash, I wasn't legal last week. So, Raquel and Aaliyah can pretend to be champions for another week until we take what's rightfully ours. But don't worry, because if and when I want that title. I'm gonna get it one way or another. He's looking up arrogant smile on the biz yeah he's gonna he's gonna make the climb he's gonna make the climb to capturing his third united states title and miz is about to crown himself united states champion yet again i cannot believe it's gonna end this way over the top and what i don't believe it I don't believe it Loomis was under the ring, and the Miz is crawling back in to get away from him. I mean, he whose name we don't say. Well, that Dexter Loomis is staring daggers. He's he letting I, this psycho in the I moment. don't know, I don't have answers. Miz, Miz. It's better turn around. Right into a spear for Bobby Lashley. Shoulders down, one, two, three, the champion retains. Rey Mysterio, under these circumstances, didn't have a chance. This is just a technicality. This is going to do it. Helpless Rey Mysterio with the clutches of Damian Priest. No! Oh, my goodness. Rey counter again. Dial it up, gentlemen. Oh. Distraction of, of Valor or uh, Dominic popping up on the apron that uh, just cleared the way for Priest to strike. Dominic just cost Rey Mysterio the six one nine and perhaps the victory. Last rights from Priest, ah, South of Heaven with ah, a merciful whoa. cover and it's three. Oh, no. Can he get get out of door? there, Miz! Get out! Oh, Miz, no. you're not going anywhere. Face your fears. Face this Dexter Loomis. Loomis is squeezing the breath out of the A-lister. He's just turning blue triangle deep. That means night night for The Miz. Hey, Somebody do hey. something about this! And from the heavens! Oh, Montez Ford! Cable still legal. Right into the ankle lock! in the center of the ring is the Alpha academy about to secure a title opportunity for themselves and montez ford hang on cranking it far away from the- oh my god what? no yes the monster is <laughs> back oh! there are eight men in this matchup but only one in the house! Up and down! Chokeslam! Owen oh, is not even getting a chance Run. to get in the ring. Roman is picking up everyone in this match. Who the hell wants to get in the ring with this monster? The field absolutely devastated. Now we're oh, down. Boy. I thought we were getting some help. More security than that, to stop Braun Strowman! get KCPD out here! Strowman's like a man possessed! He's not a damn man, Saxton! He's a monster! Oh! Taking out WWE security left and right! I cannot believe what I am watching! Uh-oh! Clear the tracks! Oh, the Strowman explodes! Oh, Destroying Otis, now Angelo Dawkins' turn! Yeah, Gable's not going to fare any better! Oh, God, Gable nearly put through the floor! Oh, okay, get out of the way, get okay. out of the way! The monster among men, Braun Strowman has a thousand-yard stare in his eyes. Oh no. Strowman hoisting up Dawkins. Like a toy!
1: Mic's off, bud. You mic's muted.
2: Oh, can you hear me now? Sure. Oh, that was that weird. Was weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, hello everyone and welcome to the PwC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host, as you just heard him, they call him Evil. He's Evil Dose. He's Evil Dose Manos. Dr. Jeff Liman. What the hell are you doing? You're gonna get these hands. I am? And why is that?
1: Because the monster of Hmong has has returned. The PW Cenobites get it. They
2: understand. <laughs> the P The PwC Cenobites? Yep. Oh, or is so it the Cenobotes? Uh
1: Cenobites from uh
2: <laughs> Ah, nice. Very, very nicely played. Well, speaking of those hands. Braun Strowman coming back to a bit to a lot of fanfare. Yes, exactly. Join the Dark Order. He came back to a lot of fanfare. And um, <clears throat> he looks a lot more serious and a lot more capable this time. Hopefully he's not as dumb as stupid as he was in his previous run. Okay. You you uh,
1: admired his, his uh, floor dive there, his
2: Titus-like slide? Uh, yeah. Well, wait, did he really slip over there or did he do that on purpose?
1: Oh no! He's he, he fell. He got up when he was going to do the choo choo on on Otis, and <laughs> maybe that's so. a
2: symbol that he should he should abandon
1: the choo choo version of the pounce. But yeah, no, I, I,
0: Jesus. I,
1: I, I'm a fan of Braun. I was happy to see Braun. I was shocked when he was released. He seemed exactly like a Vince McMahon, you know, make a wrestler. Uh, and I'm glad that uh, Paul and crew brought him back. Um, you know, I know that. Not everyone loves Ron as a performer. Not everyone loves Braun as a human being from a social media Mm -hmm. presence and some of the company he keeps and what we think are his politics. Um, But I've never tried to, you know, get to know somebody, you know, on that level. You know, I, I dare say that we wouldn't be able to enjoy anything at all if we, you know, if we knew the people in it well individually oh
2: you think i could only imagine but funny enough i mean it does feel like we uh, he's gonna sound stupid in many ways but it's like we get to know him anyway over Mm -hmm. time because i mean people like braun he's so he seems so obvious as a person what type of guy he would be not that i know him in person but what was that cookie a cookie what does that look like some sort of uh uh what do you call it it's like a wafer okay no but what's the other thing um Waffle close, but it's a breakfast. You know, well, it waffles are breakfast. No, I know, least, I know, but at least in America, I mean, maybe not where you're
1: upside down and counterclockwise.
2: It is in Australia, too. But oh. no, there's a bit, what's it called? Uh, what's, what's that stuff you got, D? You offered me before. Pop tarts, there you go. Pop tarts. Uh, it looks like a pop tart.
1: No, it's just a way for say, it's three oh, stuck together. Literally, so. yeah, uh,
2: I don't okay. mind. It's, wafer. Like, it's like Kit Kats, except uh, without the. I know. Chocolate I know color. what a wafer is. I know exactly what a wafer is. I've had them plenty of times, Jeff. As a matter of fact, get the strawberry flavored ones. They're the best. I, I, got, I got a vegemite in your honor. Uh no. Really? No. Oh, stay away from that shit, Jeff. You know you know what I, I've told you this. Get, you've I've tried had, it, yeah? I've had Vegemite before, yeah. It it tastes literally like decomposed sewage. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't even speak. Decomposed sewage. Yeah, I mean, it, it tastes like oh. you're eating sewage, like exactly like Ugh. if you left a lot
1: of plants out for, like, <sighs> dead plants out sixty days in some
2: rank water. That's exactly Ugh. what. A, that's exactly <sighs> what
1: you would imagine it today. It's si. like,
2: damn, rank water. That's just feral, Jeff. Please. So we got sewage, decomposing sewage in rank water. <laughs> yeah, feral and feral. Oh, and just to top it off, Mansos. Myles- Put it in the slums of New York City as well. <laughs> you, get, you get me? I'm not saying... <laughs> but,
1: but that's only if you want the the special uh, diesel-flavored Vegemite.
2: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Exactly. Shout-outs to New York City. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, well, you're from New York City, Jeff, so no offense to you, but, uh, you know... <laughs> well, I'm actually not from New York City. I'm, well, I'm from the suburbs. Bo- oh, really? Ah, oh, okay, and we're about in the burbs. Were you closer to Long Island? Were you closer to... Well, I was oh. on Long
1: Island. So oh, I, there you go. I don't know if you can get much closer than that. Um, About five miles east of Kennedy Airport. Five, six miles oh, east wow. of Kennedy Airport. Um, JFK Airport. Yeah, JFK Airport, South Shore. A uh, little street called Thixton, And there's a little creek called Thixton. It's sort of between... On the water between Long Island, sort of those... You know, sort of like the Long Island Outer Banks, where it's Oceanside, Atlantic Beach, Long Beach, there
2: in no. <laughs> It wasn't all Atlantic, though, was it? Oh, of course it's all Atlantic. all <laughs> Atlantic is all. Oh, exactly. All for one and one for all. All Atlantic, we are.
1: Long Island Sound is all Atlantic. Fixing Creek, all Atlantic.
2: <laughs> well, funny enough, I grew up right next to a creek, and we the creek I grew up next to is called Mary Creek. So there yeah. you go. Well, I'm not sure where, where, which Mary they named it after but let me tell you this mary creek just is a dump yes but it's part of the all atlantic that's all that matters it, it's definitely part of the all atlantic because tk says so but you know what that's for aew talk we're here to talk wwe and you know what um i got to admit i watched rampage right and obviously i was late to the party but i did catch up on raw earlier and uh Going from Rampage to Raw, it was such a good like transition because Rampage sucked. Raw was much better, obviously, than Rampage. Heck, Raw's probably be better than even Dynamite. And um uh, Yeah. But Dynamite. it's not but it hasn't been the best show in recent weeks, though, in saying that.
1: Yeah, no, I listen, for a three hour show, Raw has is much improved. I'm not ready to call it great yet. Dynamite was great. sort of it was more interesting than it was good, that's for sure. I didn't find Rampage to be that bad this week. I, just, I mean, there was nothing special about it. it it's fine for, for main event or superstars. It's not fine for hour three of, of Dynamite. And SmackDown, which I was dreading because I saw the two matches I saw, I'm like, no. But it, it was actually okay. Smack, You know, maybe because it's only two hours. But
2: SmackDown was pretty good. Uh, Raw was also pretty good. So, yeah, let, let, let's jump in. Yeah, definitely. We will jump in. Jump in, we will. Um there was something I wanted to mention, but it's kind of gone out of my head for now. But anyway, let's get into it because the show opens up with an intro video, and we are in Kansas City, mind you. Mm-hmm. Edge makes his entrance and gets on the mic. He addresses Dominic Mysterio, saying he's known him since his dad came to WWE when he was five years old. And they oh. used to sit in the cafeteria together, pinging folks with pea shooters. Really, Edge? Really? When they run shows in San Diego, he stays with the Mysterios, and he and Ray would go and get new tattoos. Wow, let's take kitty shit. Anyway, just last year he talked Tom down. He talked Dom down before his first match in front of a live audience, and he's always felt like a nephew to him. But clearly, Dominic doesn't feel the same way, and why? Because of that accidental spear that night. He apologized, and his gut told him to take care of it. But his heart told him he didn't have to worry about Dom. He didn't come back to get between him and his dad. He came back to, to help against Judgment Day because they're his fault. But after what Dominic did Saturday to him and to his daddy, he knows Ray raised him better than that. They can hash it out. However, but he's a different beast entirely. Here. <laughs> he's looking at Dom like a WWE superstar and a man's game pays a man's price. And he needs Mysterio to get down here right now, not for talking, but for an ass beating. Inter- yeah, very, very, very mature. Correct me Inter- if I'm wrong, but in the yes. history
1: of the Mysterios working together as a team, right. have there not been occasions where they have struck each other accidentally in wrestling
2: matches? Are you talking about with Dom and Ray? Not Dom and Ray. Um. For some reason, my gut tells me there has been the case of that, but then again, I don't picture it though. I'm not exactly there, there, sure there
1: have been. So um, you know, so Dom, the two and a half year veteran that he is, or whatever it is, um, you know, for that to be the watershed moment seems a little bit thin.
2: Whoa. Well,
1: we, but the real motivation is not the spear. The real motivation is his own spear and what he and what he sees in this rea.
2: That's true too, um, but before we move on to Dom, we do continue on as Rey Mysterio comes to the ring. He asks Edge to hear him out and he's asking for an apology on his son's behalf and for Edge to please not do this. Edge says he loves him, but his son is old enough to drink and to drive and to wrestle and old enough to stand for his own actions. Rey nods nods grimly and Edge calls Dominic down again into Rhea Ripley. She tells them both to calm the fuck down because they got exactly what's coming to them at Clash at the Castle. Uh, Edge thought he could replace Dominic like he didn't matter and Ray thought he could protect him like his little baby boy. But he's not anymore because she saw the potential in him and made him into a man. Enter Dominic after that as he's wearing all black with his hair slicked back. But Ray begs him to snap out of it and to make things right with Edge. Rhea tells him Dom isn't listening to him anymore and he can't help and he can't keep fighting his battles for him and Edge is past his time because he can't stop his judgment day. They advance and Ray sets his mic down and goes to meet them in in the ramp. He asks Dom not to do this but his son doesn't acknowledge him and won't even look at him in the eye as Damian Priest and Finn Balor jump Edge in the ring and he manages to fight them off. At first, but then Dominic jumps into the fray. That damn numbers game always ends up winning as Ray tries to make the save, but Dom gets in his way and Ripley cheap shots him before throwing him into the steps, which look pretty stiff. Priest then takes Edge out with a with south of heaven. ballo then smashes his leg with a chair. Damien holds him in place. Coupe de Gras And guess what, Jeff? It was a pillmanizer as Ray finally gets through, but it's oh, yeah. too little too late. As we go to the break, Jeff. Ah, it was devastating.
1: You... Um, devastating. Humanized. I thought that when Rhea brought uh, Dom Sub out in his black slacks, his right. bat, black shirt and a little black vest over it, that it looked like she was dragging the valet to the, to the restaurant manager going, this is the driver who scratched my car. My car did not have a scratch on it before I gave it to him. And now he brings it back and there's a scratch on the car. What are you going to do about it?
2: Are you being stereotypical there, Jeff? Are you already winning gold in the Racist Olympics? No, you are for, for suggesting that. That's what he looked like. He looked like a, <laughs> a, looked like a valet
1: driver or like a, a waiter at an like airport hotel, you know, the uh, yeah, ho, hotel restaurant slash right. bar, uh, you know, in, in that little outfit. I mean, that was that was shades of
2: Baron Corbin's uh, Applebee's manager outfit there. That's true. Although, Jeff, I will say it reminds me a lot of Alistair Black. And don't be surprised if Alistair Black is the one to lead this Judgment Day moving forward. Don't be surprised if Judgment Day is gone before Alistair Black's six-month
1: non-compete expires. Because this faction stinks.
2: It stinks, but it might smell a little better once Alistair Black comes straight back to WWE. I mean, you think it's going to be six months? I don't know about that. That's
1: what was reported. He signed a seven-year contract. He's, he's got six seven. more years on it. But
2: yeah, I thought it was, five year no, it was a five-year contract.
1: No, it's a seven-year. He was he was locked up till twenty twenty-seven. A pack listen, nobody what? knows. Nobody knows that's what was reported. But whatever it was, it was long. It was short enough enough of the contract lasted on the back end and not enough expired on the front end. That was the agreement: six-month non-compete, and they're both going with the excuse that it's for his mental health and personal reasons, uh, as opposed to he hates it now. Listen. It may well be his mental health. It may well be his physical health, his back. Uh, it could be both. Uh, I, I just, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but if you all look back at the history, recent history of the last two or three years of all the wrestlers who said they needed to take time off their mental health and how quickly they all return back to action, sometimes with one or two weeks being booked on the Indies, you know, when politicians get in trouble or executives get in trouble, they say, I, I need to spend more time with my family. I think now – uh, the thing is, uh, you know, I, it's my mental health because nobody can say, no, it isn't uh, your, your health. Your anyway, yeah, that, that's what it is. But, you know, black is a thinning color. And the one <laughs> thing Dom doesn't doesn't need or sub
2: is to look thinner. <laughs> I will say Dom looked a lot better, though, in this segment. He I mean, didn't look as much of a child as he you know usually does. And well, remember, he's twenty five more- years old, Jeff.
1: But yeah, the, the, that's because he wasn't wearing his Stormtrooper's pajamas. I mean, the, I mean that's... Or White Power Ranger, whatever, whatever his <laughs> wrestling gear is supposed to be.
2: 25 years old and still probably watches fucking Power Rangers, dude. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I used to be into it when I was in elementary school, up until um, about the sixth grade, and then I gave up on it. You know what I mean? I, I, know, dude, I, <laughs> I know. have not watched it in a
1: long time. I know too many adult fans, and the overlap with wrestling fans is is
2: terrifying, that still care about things like Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that ain't me. I used to hate Dragon Ball Z, just quietly. I loved the Ninja Turtles, though. I I will say that. But Dragon Mm -hmm. Ball Z, please. Okay. (laughs) I said it. I'm a of the Barbarian guy. (laughs) I used to love Astro Boy, though. Do you remember that show? I well, do remember that, Astro Boy, but
1: I, I always got confused with Astro Boy, Jimmy Neutron, and the Bob's <laughs> Good Boy uh, logo
0: guy.
2: <laughs> nah, he was the shit back in the day. But anyway, I, I don't think a lot of our listeners will even remember unless they're around our age, but uh, it is what it is. Anyway, um, where was I? So we, we go off with that. Like I said, I think Dom looks much more respectable now than he did previously, even though I can't help but look at him like he's still 17 or something like that. But I can take him a little more serious right now. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's I, see where they go with this. I,
1: I don't care where they go with it. My judgment is, has been rendered. Fail. They, they should all join in with maximum male models because why not?
2: Oh, Jesus. Why not? Eh? I mean, shit. I mean, look at him. And you know what else annoyed me actually about Dom? Did you notice he was kind of laughing? Almost like he wanted to laugh, but he didn't. But he was very close. And that was kind of sort of annoying me, taking me out, you know, taking me back a bit. And Rhea Ripley, when did she grow a ponytail? I think it's an attachment. I I think the little little rat's tail
1: is is like an extension. But yeah, Good old rat's tail. But yeah, Dom (laughs) can't hold his facial expressions. He sucks. And he sucks, and he will. He's always sucked, he continues to suck, and he will always suck and get him off my TV forever. He adds nothing to Judgment Day, which already had almost nothing going for
2: it. Wow, we I guess it's safe to say that Mr. Dr. Jeff Littman ain't a fan of Mr. Dominic Mysterio, or a good Court adjourned. <laughs> there we go. Court adjourned, indeed. So we move on. As we come back from commercial, we get footage from earlier today of Miz and Tommaso Ciampa arriving at the arena. Miz once again refuses an interview about Dexter Lumis and says he's moving on with his life and he's focused on his title match with Bobby Lashley as Ciampa sees an upturned car and he and Miz investigate it briefly before moving on, which was clear signs, Jeff, of Mr Braun Strowman appearing later on. Or was it the next segment, as a matter of fact? I don't know. It could, could
1: have been Dexter Loomis. I mean, you know, they, they barely paid any attention to it. I mean, an overturned car should, you know, merit a little bit more attention, I would think. But it. I mean, it is the WWE parking lot, which apparently is now mm. telling the, you know, it's telling the NXT parking lot to hold its beer.
2: That's true. And I don't know if you could hear the cat in the background as Dee's cat makes an appearance on the machismo. Whoa, what's these cat's name? <laughs> Take a guess. Douglas Jr. It should be his name, should be called Douglas Jr. As a matter of fact, that would be a great name for this cat, but his name is just plain old Puss Puss. Oh, it's not Jimmy's tea, <laughs> it's not Jimmy's tea, it's just Puss Puss. And damn that cat, he's meowing loud. I thought you oh, named it. it Am's Jargo. <laughs> Shout as to Jargo, who I am not Jargo, but you can follow him at I am not Jargo mm. on Twitter. So just quietly can't wait to get him back. Um, anyway, I'll be quiet. where was I? Yeah. As the I was Mizan saying. And,
1: uh, the Miz and, what's his name? Tommaso. Yes, with, with, with his first Tom name. You know, it's Tommaso Champa again. Um, coming, coming to the arena after seeing an overturned car and not being concerned about it.
2: Right. So that moves on. That makes us move on to the tag team matchup between American Alpha, Chad Gable and Dozovic versus... Los Lotharios, or should I say, lethargicos as I say, in Angel Gaza and Humberto Carrillo versus the New Day in Kofi Kingston and javier Woods versus the Street Profits in Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford in a wb Unified Tag Team Championship Number One Contenders Match. So I mean, exciting! Oh my God, I was like shaking because as we come back from commercial in the middle of this match. As Ford slams Otis and New Day Moonsaults to the floor, Montez with a frog splash, but Chad is legal and grabs an ankle lock. But guess what, Jeff? We here I can't even do it. Because Braun Sherman is here. And Good. he looks pissed. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken, indeed. He gets in the ring and stares Gable down and drops him with a lariat. Big right hand for Gaza. A choke slam for Humberto. He blasts Otis off the apron security rushes the ring he power bombs that guy calling for it he hits the floor and freight trains around the ring he slams angela dawkins to a table and the match goes to an unannounced no contest what do you think jeff it's great i'm glad i'm glad to see braun
1: back Uh, you know he took out the whole tag team division he's done that before uh i hope when he finds a tag team partner that it's not nicholas although nicholas is probably Fourteen now, or something. Probably is. older Yeah, um, but yeah, but no, we don't want that. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's fun, and you know, he, you know, I, I don't know if this is because Braun is going to have a tag team partner and be part of the tag team division, uh, or if he's going to try to become tag team champion all by himself. Which I, I don't know if that's a story that makes any sense, or you know, if it's possible for a singles competitor to don't have a partner and be in the tag team division, but it's wrestling. You can make up the rules. Um, that's fine. You know, he he was just there. He did take out faces and heels alike. Didn't matter.
2: Yeah, but like, where is he going to get inserted? Is he going straight back into the main event picture? Does he go after Roman Reigns? Well, it seems it seems right now he's focusing
1: on Alpha Academy as his first target because of what happened on SmackDown. <laughs> Um, huge played i mean i'm thinking it will be a tag team and perhaps we'll finally see bray back um you know we're talking about these three faces you know maybe maybe someone else there you know eric redbeard apparently is not all elite he just keeps getting you know a couple of appearances here a couple of appearances there lance archer is a free agent he might fit in well or listen i've always liked the idea of sort of like a power and glory like a you know sort of like a a, a Lashley and a Ricochet. Braun uh, right. and Ricochet would be fine, but he's on a different show. Braun and Cedric, you know. So it's something like the the, the high flyer, uh, you know, Braun and Ali, you know, you have you have your giant power guy, and then you have your finesse. Sort of like r- what Raquel and Aaliyah would want to be if Aaliyah knew how to wrestle or could do anything. Um, got, got, got no ground game, got no air game, got no mic game, got no boob game. Um <laughs> picking the boobs. Right. I'll get back to that later on, but yeah, her continue. game is over. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say no, he's not inserted right into the main event picture. That doesn't seem to be the story, but if it goes there, I mean, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see Braun versus Lashley, you know. I, I, what is Braun it? versus Omos. We haven't seen or heard Otis' name in, in weeks. Omos, you mean? Not Otis. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Otis seems to be the the, the first sort of mini-monster that he's going to, you know, take out. Well, where is Omos, actually, man? I mean, whatever happened to him? I think plans have changed. I mean, maybe he's getting retrained. Maybe they're giving up. Um, maybe they're going to, you know, one time when Bronn tries to do his roar, you know, almost gets in his way or almost, you know, almost uh, interrupts him with a counter-roar. Oh God.
2: Why can't I picture that actually being a reality sooner or later? But anyway, that's let's pray. They want, they want that that visual of the six foot
1: nine muscle guy against the seven foot three, you know, uh, pretty well
2: proportioned giant. Why not? Yeah, he is. He's probably the best well proportioned giant I've actually seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean uh, when the Big Show got himself into the, this peak condition shape... In WCW, um, I think he looked yeah. at his best. There were a
1: few times. I mean, he could never maintain it, but, I mean, it's right. hard. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, almost for a giant guy, you know, carries his,
0: his bulk well.
2: For sure, I agree. I absolutely agree, because he looks normal being that big, which is odd, right? Because usually when guys are that tall... They just don't seem right. You know what I mean? But in his case, he actually does. Right. He doesn't have that Kali sort of caveman yeah. forehead. He doesn't have, and like those, like Kali's hands
1: just seem to come straight out of his forearms as opposed to his wrist. It was, I mean, it was, you know,
2: he was sort of a, it was like reverse d- d- uh, dwarfism. It was almost like a giantism. Like there was. Well, um, there is such a thing. Andre the Giant pretty much died because of that too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, and the big and... show had to get surgery because he had the same problem. That's hence why he's so big and tall. It's something to do with the neck. It wouldn't surprise me even if it had a thought it was thyroid related as well, which would make sense. I don't know. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd like to be a giant. I heard you did buy something for a dollar actually, Jeff. You gave a PWC dollar away apparently.
1: I may have. I, I can. I can do all sorts. I can <laughs> I do know everything, I want. Jeff. I know. I'm like everything. I'm like an E V P at AEW. I can do whatever you I are. want. Wow,
2: that's no, that's true. You can. You can. You've got the keys to the city, baby, which is true. But anyway, Limited. as we come back from absolutely. As we come back from commercial though, Jeff, Brawny's still throwing dudes around and finally leaves. I will say one thing before we move on. Did Braun look a little flabby on the bottom there, like around his waist? If you know what I'm saying. No, I've never seen he looked too lean for me. I mean, I I want him to be bulkier. Well, pay attention, like to his back, kind of thing, his lower back. You'll see, like he's got like skin rolling over, sort of thing, which looks kind of odd. He's six foot nine, and he has, and he has six observable abs. I, <laughs> I think no, he's, he's in fine. shape. I'm not saying he's not in shape. Put it that way. I'm just saying. Just that bottom part needs to work on his uh, hips a little bit more. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I don't. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I'll point it out next time. I'll I'll send them the uh, Suzanne Somers master. Please do. Speaking of Thighmasters, we get Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez, who is ironically going out with Braun Strowman, versus the Thunder Thigh herself in Dewdrop and Nikki Trash in a blockbuster tag team match. Wow, indeed
1: this is so and weird pl- because uh I know we're getting ahead of things but you know the, one of the nice changes when Triple H took over is that NXT and WWE were in some sort of continuity right uh, except now when it comes to Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. And because on Raw they, they seem to be in disarray and Nikki is rejecting you know the the superhero or super villainous gimmick and throwing the the mask around but on NXT they're happy as can be she's still got her her superhero mask on a do drop to suffer an injury i don't know how long it's going to keep her out if at all but uh you know they're they're harmonious there but not on the main roster so
2: that seems to be a little oh, uh, continuity blip so you're telling me on nxt she still dresses up as a superhero yeah, but more to the point is thats is that they're getting along
1: fine. They're working well as a team. They're winning some matches. There's no Discord. And she's not taking her mask
2: off and throwing it in the trash like she did uh, on this episode of Raw. Yeah, Interesting. I should check that out. Anyway, Aliyah, whatever you want to call her, and Raquel Rodriguez. We a by liability. With... Uh-huh, a liability. That's a great one, bro. Thank that's you. Actually, that is very good. As a matter of fact, it's that good that I would... I got I really that that. Nice. Absolutely. You do get it back. And uh, that was a great call. I'm not going to lie. Thank anyway, you. they end up winning with a one arm powerbomb from Rodriguez on Drop. Game set and match. As we move on to Rey Mysterio, is being interviewed backstage, Jeff. He says he can't say much besides that he loves his son and needs to have a word with him in private. Judgment Day is trying to tear his life apart, poisoning his son's mind and taking Edge out. But one thing is for sure, though, Jeff. He'll never put hands on his son. Bullshit. You will, actually, right? But hey. no one deserves their ass handed to them more than the Judgment Day, and he wants a one-on-one match against one of them tonight as we go, once again, back to break. Right. What do you think? Only
1: been, Ray's only been in this business since he's 13 years old or something. So, <laughs> oh, so no. you know. not was, long. When it's a faction, you go one-on-one. That, that always happens.
2: He um, clearly hasn't learned his lesson. He's clearly still pretty silly up there in his uh, noggin. I have only just realized this, but I don't think I remember seeing Kevin Patrick
1: in the last two or three weeks on Raw. So, like, I've been seeing, like, Sarah Schreiber
2: and Megan Morant a lot more. Good point. As a matter of fact, isn't it the major league soccer season right now? Uh, I would have zero idea about that. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. So, if it is, which I'm sure it is, he's got other commentating duties that he has to attend to from now on, just like Pat McAfee... Ain't gonna be around for a while. Well how, well, how come that didn't get reported all over
1: the place? Is it because nobody cares about Kevin Patrick? Uh, is it because nobody cares about soccer?
2: Um, well, I guess maybe I'm the only one in this in on in this planet, all this network that actually does care about soccer because I actually uh, do. <laughs> well, I want former Quinn
1: McKay, currently Kelly Kincaid, on the NXT Level Up roster uh, <laughs> to take over those backstage interviewer duties. She's not a robot. She's cute. She's she's good. She's got a Quirky, funny, fun TV personality, uh, a little bit less robotic. Don't need to see Kevin Patrick any longer. I don't need to see Megan Morant.
2: I agree, actually, 100%. Well, we come back from commercial, Jeff, and we get a press reel of reactions to Clash at the Castle. Austin Theory then makes his entrance, still nursing his jaw, which is so dumb the way he was selling it. But anyway, he gets on the mic and admits things didn't go as planned on Saturday. But Crown Jewel was an absolute success. Just kidding he knows the show was clash at the castle he's still the future undisputed champion as long as he holds the briefcase and when he gets knocked down he gets straight back up but that's besides the point because Ram Reigns is still champ and soon he'll cash in the money in the bank contract he gets angry at the crowd for making his jaw hurt and fights through the rest of his promo hitting the same beats about being the uncrowned champion but you know what Jeff we got a savior because it's Kevin Owens that appears he taunts Theory about getting knocked out, KO'd if you will, and he just realized he got his first name back, which he did. He's Austin once again. So Uh he can call him Austin and he says, hey Austin, he hates arrogant and delusional people more than anything else, and Theory won't be the last delusional person he'll have to deal with in the WWE. But right now, he's at the top of the list. He's also complaining about what Tyson Fury did But he actually did Austin a favour because if he had cashed in on Drew or Roman, would have put him into the ground and lost the opportunity forever. Austin says he doesn't know that he feels bad for KO, so he's going to let him be first in line for a shot once he wins the title. Kev then goes on to say he's wrestled both Reigns and McIntyre, and he knows for a fact that he can beat both of them. And the only reason Theory is in the ring with the contract is because he wasn't in money in the bank himself furthermore he might have once been the future of WWE but not anymore and any second now a referee is going to come down so they can fight and fight they do Jeff Kevin Owens has that Apollo Cruz future vision oh Oh, man so true anyway there was there was something that um, Kevin Owens did that made me think but now it's it's not on the notes here, but doesn't matter. If it comes back to mind, I'll get back to it. But we do get a matchup between Austin Theory and Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens Owens ends up winning by pinfall with a damn stunner, Jeff.
1: That's you know just fine. I like the this uh, new old Kevin Owens. Um, new old Kevin Owens, I like. It's like a reset almost. It it kind of is, yeah. Uh, and Austin Theory. As long as he has the case, he can he can lose matches. I mean, you you don't need to you don't need to make someone look strong when they can always get a title. I mean, you know, and you know, and he's got the glass jaw. He was you know knocked out by a future heavyweight boxing champion, so he's got the built-in excuse. So it was fine. And Austin Theory is someone that everybody would like to get a stutter to.
2: Oh, for sure, definitely. But you know what, man? At least he looks like an actual star in many ways, man. Compared to other guys on the roster. I mean, think about it. He was... uh, Who was he talking to in the back earlier? Or maybe later. He was speaking to someone, and it made me realize how much more of a professional wrestler he actually looks than the person he was talking to, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, though, Jeff, let's move on. As we get, again, Tommaso Ciampa and the backstage prepping for his match when an interview rolls up. Again, he protests that he doesn't want to talk about Dexter Loomis, but he's actually asked about his match tonight. Tom answers for him, saying that Mike knows that one-on-one, he's better than Bobby Lashley. Miz then goes on to say he's the only two-time <clears throat> Grand Slam champion in this company, and tonight, without distractions, nothing will stop him from climbing over Lashley's limp body and walking out of the cage as champion as we go right back to another break. um, What would you think of this? I missed out on Raw last week, Jeff, to be honest with you. What happened once he got kidnapped? How did he get back? Did they explain that shit, or that didn't even exist?
1: They never explained it. Dexter Loomis wow. showed up on NXT the next night, um, gave Indy was delivered a, a love note, and you right. saw him being arrested by Orlando police for you know his, his the kidnapping that occurred in Canada, uh, but they didn't <laughs> ever explain anything. All we know is that Miz didn't press charges, and that's why no action has been taken by law enforcement nor WWE officials because, you know, since Miz isn't talking and cooperating, you know, nobody knows for sure it was involuntary. And, you know, so what's most likely is is they haven't quite figured out what to do with it, you know, whether it's going to be a Stockholm Syndrome thing, whether it's a a long con scheme. I mean, who knows? But, uh, yeah, the interesting thing is he's sort of, protected AJ Styles so far and Bobby Lashley is, is there someone else they sort of interfered where the Miz was, was uh, you know doing, doing something nefarious or is it just those two I think it's just them two man okay well if it if he uh, if the Miz starts going at it with Robert Roode and uh, and Loomis you know inter- intervenes maybe I'll get my
2: dream of uh, he's protecting the TNA <laughs> Oh god, where is uh, Bobby Roode actually speaking to TNA?
1: Last I heard, Bobby Roode was sort of almost his personal trainer, and what? Yeah, that that like Bobby Roode was trying to help train Almost how to
2: wrestle. Okay, well, hopefully he succeeds, but uh, time will tell.
1: I also heard that when he comes back, he will be resuming his glorious character and you know with the music and all that.
2: I've heard that too, but then nothing has happened we'll see hopefully because he's he's a great talent man i thought he always had something i mean he reminded me of a poor man's triple h in tna but it wasn't a negative thing though because i think he pulled yeah. it off pretty good he just doesn't yeah. have the size
1: yeah he was a poor man lots of things in it, and then and he also had that you know that sort of greasy soul glow kind of hair yeah. you know right and, you know, was he was he a redneck was he a fancy pants he, did, he was he were, a guido Right, he didn't quite look he didn't quite <laughs> look like Flair. He didn't quite look like Rick Rude. I mean, you know, it it, it wasn't really clear what he ever was, but that that's entirely appropriate for TNA. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you know, you know, they brought back a lot of people. They're bringing in a lot of people. So if Bobby Rude really is training Omos and it's going to take some time, you know, you know, maybe in 4 or 5 months when they're done bringing in new people and the new people don't feel new anymore, they bring him back and maybe by that time he'll have been gone long enough that he'll feel like a shiny new toy.
2: For sure, no doubt about it. Anyway, we come back from commercial once again. We get a hype reel and recap video about Clash at the Castle. That's what I was going to mention. You know how I tongue-twist Clash at the Castle? Mm-hmm. Right, and it is a tongue-twist. I think it's one of the worst names they could have ever come up with for a premium live event. But even Kevin Owens was sort of tongue-twisted about the name when he at the start when he's like, battle at the castle whatever and then he's like oh it's clash the castle that's what it is right like even he's second guessing that's how dumb this name is
1: well there's clash of champions in wrestling and there's clash of the titans which you know is two movies so you, right. know, that, that, you know, that's sort of what once you say clash i mean you don't most people don't use the word clash uh as the start of something in too many contexts so that's yeah, true I, I get it but the, you know the the names don't really matter you know I, I don't know that this is going to be an annual show in wales
2: maybe it will be who knows we'll see and if it is we'll get used to the name i don't think it'll be an annual show i think it'll just go around yeah well then it
1: doesn't if it's not near a castle or you know it doesn't need to be clash of the castle it can be wow. whatever Cl- clash this- by the cliffs if it's on dover i, I, <laughs> be I have brilliant. no idea <laughs>
2: Clash by the sea shells by the Seashore, I think would be an even more fitting. Bash by Big
1: Ben if it's in London.
2: ...of uh, name. Call this show. Big ben <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, whatever it is, is Clash at the Castle. Did I mention there's a town here in, in Victoria, not Melbourne, but Victoria, called Castle Main? And yes, That's there is Maine. a big castle. Yeah. Well, That's terrific.
1: Absolutely. Who had a castle?
2: What do you mean? Who had a castle here in Australia? Yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, who how built the, the fuck am I supposed? I don't I know. Mean,
1: someone did. I mean, the British got there like in the 18, 1800s, sort of after the age of castles.
2: True. I mean, psh, someone built it, definitely. But uh, yeah. yeah. My my you know my information on Aboriginal
1: and Indigenous peoples there is incomplete at best. But I don't believe they were involved in
2: building castles. They definitely were not. And if they were. I'm pretty sure it was against their will, Jeff. There you go. Well, okay.
1: Well, there's a mystery for you to look into. Maybe it's a ghost castle. Maybe, maybe
2: it is. We'll Ooh. find out one day. Ooh. Anyway, speaking of ghosts, we get damage control. He's shown walking backstage past Nikki Ash and Dewdrop arguing to send us once again, Jeff. To another fucking break. Was it just me, or was it way more commercials on this raw? I don't know. I always feel like there's a lot of commercials. Jesus, it just felt way more frequent this time. But anyway, we see a local sporting team in the crowd. I'm talking about the Kansas City. Was it the Chiefs? Chiefs, yeah. Well, that's what we had. Just some local sporting team. No big deal. They're just there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, another video package celebrating a Medal of Honor recipient actually follows as damage control make their entrance and get on the damn mic. Bailey crows about winning at Clash at the Castle, and Dakota Kai says, Imagine what they'll do to the rest of the women's roster, as IOSKY says some stuff in Japanese before saying next week they're going to take the tag titles. Kai points, <laughs> points out that she wasn't legal when she was pinned last week, and they'll take what's rightfully theirs, Jeff. She continues to crow about being the first to pin bal- Ballet in 300 some days. And guess who comes out? It is Bianca Belair in her hot little onesie. What? No. That was Bianca Belair came out? My goodness. Yes, it was Bianca Belair that came out. She wants to run it back in the singles right here tonight, but Brady says it's Labor Day and she's not working. They're just here to celebrate their victory. As Bianca points out, it took all three of them to take her down. She might have her little minions, but Belair has the title... And until Bailey has the title, she'll be in control of nothing. Well, damage control ends up surrounding her. Bailey tells her to relax and then leave peacefully. As Bailey says, she doesn't have anything else to prove, and she's still the same Bianca Belair trying to play Miss Perfect all the time. She goes on to say she knows her fragile ego can't handle this one little loss, so she's going to come after Bailey to try and prove that it was a fluke. They could have ended they, that. Could have ended her here and now, but they have more important things to focus on. But don't worry, Jeff. If and when Bailey wants that title, she'll get it one way or the other. I'm gonna get ya. Basically, as Rey Mysterio is shown walking backstage to send us to another break. What'd you feel? Was this a good segment? Was this stupid? I'm starting to get sick of this damage control. And what is what is damage control? What are they? The cleaners?
1: <laughs> I, I was sort of <laughs> sick of it early on. I was saying that they were taking the place of Seth Rollins being on show too much. Um, yeah. I like how they are prioritizing the women's tag team titles um, as their as their priority acquisition to make those belts feel a bit more important. But I agree. I, I still don't feel a lot of chemistry in this team. They don't, you know, the two minions don't really look all that, intimidated they're they're diminutive women. Um you know baby looks like the hoss out of them basically Bailey's not really a hoss. Um, her ass but, is a hoss but all right you guys you <laughs> get with your asses these days. Um I like Bianca looked good in her outfit. That's so that was she a flattering did, outfit. Did. Absolutely. Um, none of them are a good promo. I like when I like when EO speaks in angry Japanese. I like when Asuka did it. So that that that's fine she can do that forever as far as i'm concerned um but no i I don't think this is particularly great but you know we're it's leading to something which is i am presuming you know a liability lets raquel down again damage control takes those titles and q sasha and naomi to come back as returning heroes
2: well we're just waiting for that to happen anyway we come back from commercial we get a recap of the main event at clash at the castle as Johnny Gargano is interviewed once again backstage, he says he appreciates theory analogy, theories analogy that is, but he's been swimming with sharks his whole career and he still has some goals around here. That kind of rhyme, but just quietly, Gargano. If you've been swimming with sharks his whole career or your whole career, why aren't you on the main roster proper up until now? Just saying. I don't, I don't well he might not have heard you because you were doing it quietly. <laughs> Touche. Fair point. Anyway, Austin rolls up to tell him nobody cares and says he's been talking so much, he might as well be Johnny talking. Gargano says he's actually 100% correct, but before he got interrupted, he was going to announce his first match back for next week's Raw as we get a recap of our opening segment because Raw is three hours long, Jeff.
1: Yeah, a lot of recaps. Uh, So Theory is beefing with Uh, you know whoever has a world title which is Roman at this moment whoever's guarding Roman he's beefing with KO and he's beefing with Gargano
2: yeah exactly I mean geez I'm sick of this feud to be honest with you Jeff hasn't even started yet (laughs) well it will because I'm already sick of it and I don't even want to see it but anyway no interest in Gargano sign me up for the no interest in Gargano club and it's a shame because you know I was happy for him when he first got back um you know he got his standing ovation and whatnot but look at him
1: All the I people popping aren't going to change the fact that he's Johnny Gargano and he's five six and a half and 155 pounds <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, if that Not, n- nothing's going to change that and you know I know that trips likes him loves him I know he's a great worker I know he's worked hard Terrific, so does the cornerback who always blows coverage. The number one receiver who ends up on the bench or gets released. I mean, you know, this this whole they work hard thing okay, you could work hard, but you just don't have major league chops. He doesn't have major league chops,
2: that's that's 100% true. Anywho, um, where were we? Uh, we get Damian Priest next versus Rey Mysterio. As Mysterio rushes in, strikes in the corner, leg kicks in, right hands. But to cut a long story short, Damien Priest ends up winning by pinfall with the South of Heaven. But post-match, Judgment Day surround Ray and Rhea Ripley gets on the mic. <coughs> Excuse me, she says now that Damien took Ray out, there's just one man left in the way, and that's and Dominic is going to send him into retirement because what Poppy wants puppy gets Aww. as we get a chant from the crowd saying who's your puppy and eddie chance and who's your daddy chance also in english next week he's going to set up a one-on-one match against edge as bobby lashley's interview backstage but before we move to bob what do you think about this little judgment day promo
1: everyone rewind the show about 25 minutes when we were talking about judgment day before same
2: no, oh, fair enough. So we'll just move right on because, Jeff, I know you look tired right now, but you can't be as tired for what we have, r- you know, right now. Like, literally. Next. Uh-oh. Is the shakes happening this early, bro? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's... Jeff, what are you doing? It's-, it's shaking all the way down under, dude. <laughs> I hope you're not getting frisky down under. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do this. (laughs) Oh no. I'm about to get blown off my chair. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Just. Whoa. What happened? (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, Oh, good old
2: Lashley. As Jeff would call him. Good old Smashley. Oh, boy. Have you calmed down yet? Oh. I feel good. Anyway. As Jeff is feeling good, um, we get... uh, What's it called? Where were we? Bobby Lashley. He's being interviewed. Yes. But he says Miz isn't too intelligent, though, Jeff, and only wants to be locked inside the cage because he thinks will keep him safe from Dexter Loomis but he'll be across from the most dangerous man in WWE and he's the only one that A-lister should be afraid of and again we go straight to a break what the hell
1: Yeah, Lashley was right and also this whole thing about Miz getting this match is stupid uh, because Miz has lost to Lashley in every way shape and form possible you know with loomis without loomis before loomis after loomis you know so this is dumb Miz should be just as afraid of lashley as he is of loomis it's dumb i mean if the gimmick was that Miz is fighting all of his matches in the steel cage uh, for his own protection that would be okay and he could beat some you know jobbers or you know losers like ali and cedric and tozawa and you know the, the like um but yeah i i was tired of seeing these guys run it back and I know Lashley keeps defending the title and he's winning And but when it's the Miz three or four times it doesn't make the US title feel particularly important
2: right now unfortunately you're right but as long as it stays on uh, Lashley's around Lashley's waist I think it brings some sort of credibility with someone like Lashley holding that title but anyway you're right there's not much really going for it at the moment Right. Anyway, we come back from commercials. We get a recap of Braun Strowman's return from earlier tonight. Mate, I also have one. I, I don't know what this is doing for a Champa either,
1: because he, he's doing nothing. He's he's out there, yet he's unable to.
2: You know, he, nobody thinks to look under a ring. <laughs> it's dumb and dumber right now, Jeff, with the mm-hmm. Miz and uh, Champa. Yeah, I know you're right. Again, you're spot on, and this is the silly shit that WWE are known for, even long before Triple H, and they continue to do it. That's just WWE. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, that's one of the things I want to note is like you know, we, I was hoping that these kind the
1: same dancing partners for week on end would end, um, and it hasn't with the Miz and Lashley. It hasn't with with the Viking Raiders and uh, the, the New Day, um, and we, we're we're seeing other areas too and you know it, that's not good because that was one of the the
2: biggest issues with WWE is it felt like you were you were seeing reruns that's true it's spot on man um, speaking of reruns even AEW started to feel that way to be honest
1: well AEW sort of always felt like reruns to me whether it was a rerun of AEW <sighs> or whether it was a rerun of with another WCW promotion. <laughs> yeah WCW yeah. You, you name
2: it yeah, absolutely nothing beats Reseda though Nothing best for <laughs> If you know if anyone understands what we mean by that, look it up. You might figure it out. Somewhere in California, a famous promotion that involves gorillas. Anyway, oh, oh. Braun Strowman, as like I was saying, his interview backstage. He says the monster of all monsters is back and don't worry safe. And he'll see us on Smacker Down. We get another recap of Riddle and Rollins and a uh, website footage of Matt being interviewed after the match and says he wants another match with Seth and he wants it as soon as possible and matching footage of Seth responding to his request for a rematch in the negative as we see Miz and Bobby Lashley walking backstage to send us to the Brizak and as we come back from commercial commentary hops up next week's show Miz blindsides Lashley with the belt shot before the bell and he and Chumper pull boots to the almighty and they leave him laying as we go to yet another break Break. like what the
0: fuck
2: like seriously
1: they have their breaks for you know after five minutes and they have their breaks after 11 minutes
2: yeah but this one just felt way more consistent with just break after break but yeah it was very strategically placed no no doubt about it um well we move on to the main event and we got here pretty fast but it is for the united states championship in a steel cage match between Bobby Lashley, your champion, versus Mike, the Miz, Mizanin. And uh, as we come back from commercial, the match is in progress, and Miz gets an earfall off a big boot. The A-Lista climbs, as Lashley pulls him down and drops him with a lariato, and Miz comes back with kicks. Buzzsaw finale, cover for two. Bob with a one-armed comeback, charging away, swinging neckbreaker, throwing the A-Lista into the steel. But basically we get later on as the Miz gets up and whacks him with the door a bunch of times. The A-lister climbs over the cage but hesitates because your boy Dexter Loomis, Jeff, Mm -hmm. is laying on the floor directly under him as Miz climbs back inside to get away from him and Lash is there, basically ready. Which is funny because, you know, what's freaking Dexter Loomis' problem? They're not explaining shit probably, but nevertheless... Bobby actually wins by pinfall with a spear to retain the WWE United States Championship as we get a post-match segment where Dexter Loomis crawls in the cage. Miz tries to run away, but Bob slams the door shut on him. Then Loomis puts him to sleep with the arm triangle as Dexter pets the unconscious <laughs> Miz's face. And that's the show, basically, Jeff. Yep, the two two shows
1: this week, and it ends with... a. Two people being put to sleep by somebody who wasn't in 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 the match. Um, It's fine, but Loomis—it's always a funny visual. He was sort of under the ring, so you just saw him basically from the the biceps up. Uh, You know, he basically lying down on the floor up there, and that was enough for Miz to be paralyzed with fear, and then to retreat back to the ring where he walked right right into a spear. Lashley retains. Terrific uh lashley uh, holds the door closed so the Miz can't get out and dexter loomis does his thing so okay i mean maybe we'll find out why maybe it's just that dexter loomis uh loves mr mrs Miz so much and he's (laughs) past because there's only eight episodes a season he thought there'd be 23 and he's he's really angry um i don't know but uh maybe Maurice is his younger sister they're both very blonde i'm not sure
2: well, I'll tell you what he was probably angry with. Uh, did you see what Maurice was posting on social media last week while they were on their vacation? Her boobies? Yeah. Dude, they're swallowed. <laughs> and the miserable motherfucker was eating that shit like it was nobody's business other than his own, which yeah. is true. Yeah. He's one lucky prick. So if I was Dexter Loomis, I'd be pretty pissed too. Uh, you know what I mean? And it is what it is. But you know what? Speaking of feuds... And uh, being pissed off. Do you know what's happening on October 27th, Jeff? No. Well, I'll tell you what's happening October 27th. Because Dollar Club Wrestling presents Mischief Nights. That's right. I said Mischief Nights. Where Rock Hard Jim Prendy versus a masked assailant for the Dollar Club World Title. And get this, Jeff. There was a lot of chaotic scenes on Raw but nothing's more chaotic than Dollar Club Wrestling.
0: We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. Ah, got a pussy grande. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not-so-enthused champion via satellite. What do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then, what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix! I think the word is, little bitch! You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch! Because I am the champion, I am Dollar Club Wrestling, and I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this masochist assailant, please contact your local authorities or email Dollar Wrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off.
2: You better recognize him, Jeff. That's all I'm saying. Jimmy, well, don't fuck around.
1: Well, was that the clock from Stranger Things? Is, is he in <laughs> <league> with Vecna?
2: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. I that's think I might funny. have recognized that masked tiger. <laughs> Nevertheless, Jim doesn't know who the master salient is. It is Mischief Nights. It is Dollar Club Wrestling. Look out for it, October 27th. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. But in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Oftentimes here. You can find me on Twitter at
1: IcarusFellMD. Uh, You can find me on some of the fine networks you're looking at above my head right now uh, and the Wrestling Suit Network as well. Uh, Hammerlock Hangover is a wrestling podcast I do with Big Daddy Cool, Steven Pena in addition to the various ones I do with uh, Jimmy T over here um and uh, my non-wrestling podcasts are garden of doom Garden of doom and garden views uh garden of doom is um uh, more esoteric and and varied and eclectic uh, garden views uh is more topical uh oftentimes legal but not always so sometimes you know uh you know sort of objectively fact-driven where garden of doom uh, it might be subjectively and objectively fact-driven or opinion-driven but it, it, it yeah, you know, again, it's more alternative. So check that shit out. I think you like it. I, I thank the people that go to the PWC um,
2: doc, uh, network at uh, dot The PWC network dot Just quietly, Jeff. Okay. Well, again, I should. It's right above me. I should be able to read it. Right above. You. It is. <laughs> um, but, uh, and it's below you too. Right now, true. as a matter of fact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but a lot of you are listening to the shows right yeah. off of the website so well, listen i'm surprised but that's great i think it's awesome and for those of you who don't want to get things in your in your downloads or you only like garden views but you don't like garden of the doom or you like garden doom and not garden views on the on the network you can, you can pick and choose when if you subscribe you'll garden doom and garden view shares a feed so you'll get them both and i put out two or three shows a week so
2: yeah you're pumping them out dude it's like every second day there's a new episode of Garden of Doom or Garden Views well, so check him out
1: on the PwC network I'm only <laughs> one show behind right now with, with wow the, you know, chronological. so it, it oh. will it will be back down to you know whatever I do in, in, in the regular <laughs> universe will happen in the metaverse <laughs> of
2: PwC various whatever spots. that whatever that means because knowing Jeff you'll probably mean you'll be doing even more shows in less so Look out for Garden of Doom and Garden Views. <laughs> that look right here on the PWC network. Anyway, in saying that, if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC network on Twitter. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Like Jeff said, you can find not only his shows, but also my own and our shows. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you can watch not only me, but you can watch Jeff talk not only clash at the castle but AEW week in week out for only five bucks also please like and subscribe at the BlowoffPod.com. pod uh, the hustle if it's still even around and I think that's about it Jeff so in saying that it's me Jimmy T it's him evil dose Manos and you've been watching and listening to the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC network I guess we're out, Jeff. See yous. Steve, all my friends.